Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm Thunderlips, the ultimate male versus the ultimate meatball. I mean, I'm Alex. <laughs> this week, we are going to be taking a look at Rocky Three. I feel like I just transformed into a different person. You did. It was quite disturbing. <laughs> I'm going to... I'm going to need you to, to send some checks to my therapist. <laughs> um. Okay. Can do. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, the, what's the info? What's the, the scoop? Uh, okay, so Rocky 3. That we're, is what we're, we're, we're off to a great start here. We <laughs> we're, all, we're just... All two of us are very are very shocked by it, what just occurred. It's, it's like we focus on getting my phrase down, and then after that it's <laughs> we're just... We're like, wait, we have to record a podcast now? So Rocky Three from 1982, directed by Sylvester Stallone. It has a 63% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, which is 10% lower than the previous film, and it has a 73% audience score, Interesting. which is four points higher than the audience score from the first film, and non <laughs> nine points lower than that of the second. I'm so confused. I don't know, man. I'm just so confused. All right. I've been, I've been waiting for us to reach reach this in the fourth movie. Sure, uh, I've been waiting to see how you would the fourth you movie. Would... I don't think we're going to be able to like realistically <laughs> like, yeah. discuss. Yeah, we're gonna. That's gonna be a fun one. Um, but but I've been waiting to see because because they're so distinctly different from the first and second movies. Sure, and not necessarily like that's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm. Could argue it. Uh, Tyler, what, what is your best thing and your worst thing about Rocky I, so, I, I? My best thing is that this movie does still have elements of sort of the, the down-to-earth um, style of the first two movies, where um, specifically I'm talking about how this entire movie is kind of about Rocky getting complacent with his life in the same way that Apollo was. It's a really nice parallel. Um it's like the entire montage at the beginning is, is, is Rocky, you know, he's uh, basically just doing all sorts of business stuff. Well, he, of... he earned his happiness. Yeah, exactly. And now and now he's he's too happy. He's sitting on it. And, yeah. Um, I, I, do, I do love the little touches about how, like, like I mentioned in the last one, like he educates himself and he's able to do commercials now. And yeah. He's got all sorts of tie-in yeah. deals and everything. Um, but it, the, the movie kind of does a very good job of juxtaposing how you know he's now the one who's he's he's doing all the endorsements and yeah. that's what his life's focused on. He's making he's you know providing for his family and right. and you know upgrading his 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 lifestyle and kind of just just rolling with what he's got. Um, while we've got Mister T now, who is Clubber Lang, uh, he is now kind of training in the same way that that Rocky was. Where he he's training in his own home and he's kind of from the streets and you know. He's not really working with what Rocky has. Thus far, at least for the first three movies, I don't know if Mr. T is the best actor in these movies or the worst <laughs> actor. I don't know. Um, I will say I don't like Stallone's performance as much in this, I think. We'll get to that. Um, okay. I just, But, yeah. I don't think it's quite as, as nuanced and, and sort of powerful as the, the previous two. Um, however, getting back to... to my best thing is the the so basically the entire movie demonstrates and, and is about him dealing with the repercussions of the last movie. It, again, 
this series so far has done a very good job of being episodic and and very like saga esque and each one built off the previous. yes it's it's and it, you are watching a a coherent thorough um story i, I yeah. mean it's like e- even if the tone changes a bit yeah. the plot points still and connect i want to say the tone completely nosedives off the deep end no um like maybe the end of predator 2 is what i'm thinking <laughs> of as that's my 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 high water mark for when a movie just like completely loses me and i know some people love that ending but that's yeah. fine um but yeah no it's there there's definitely some very strange stuff such as hulk hogan starring as thunderlips and mr the t ulti- is just male. Extremely campy and also intimidating. Yeah, um, like he's a cartoon character. Yeah, uh, we but we start to see elements of. But that. he is super effective, Mister T. Not not yes. Not well, <laughs> in a way, Thunderlips, man, come on. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, I don't know. It's it's really interesting to see that they're they're still clinging on to that you know central character of like, okay, so this is still about Rocky and he's he's been dealt his first like definitive loss and how he's dealing with that and yeah. you know um he's he's been dealt his first definitive loss in his personal life when mickey dies um which well, is overall handled pretty well i, I like it because it's a whole bunch of factors that go into him losing yes and it, it it would be very easy for him to go with the excuse that oh hey mickey died it completely yeah. threw off my my groove yeah. for the fight but but like apollo comes in and he says he says to him you lost your edge. It's it's not just that yeah. Mickey died. You and that's never really hungry. that's never really used as an excuse yeah. by Rocky either. Rocky, it's always about the fact that Rocky's Rocky, just more for the for the middle part of the movie. He's just more shell shocked yeah. than anything. Yeah, else. it's more just that he he just had never taken a pounding like that. And, yeah, um, he's trying to recover from it. And so overall, I love the fact that that's still you know powerful. I love the fact that we see how far Adrian has come. Um, in the uh, the 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 you know Her, argument, I guess they have yeah. on on the beach where where she kind of just just yells the life back into him, yeah. and she's like, "You you need to look at yourself and what you're doing, and, and confront what it is that you're feeling and why you're not into this training because you need to get there." Uh, and it's a, Which, it's an excellent excellent performance by her part. I love how Talia Shire gets nothing to do in this movie, and then they're like, <laughs> "Oh." I guess you can go for the Oscar here. We're paying her, why not? <laughs> uh, like she, that scene is wonderful, and she gets nothing to do for the rest of the yeah, movie. It's so, yeah. it's so but weird. But it's still, again, as we continue to see this more as like an, an ongoing story, yeah. um, it's still nice to see that moment and to see how far she's come from the, the right. first movie and think about it, especially after watching these movies no. in such short success. Well, I, I love his response after she's done yelling at him where he's like, where'd you learn to... To fight like that, and she's like, "I live with a fighter." Yeah, it's excellent. Um, so yeah, that's that. The fact that it still has that emotional core, it's still about these characters, um, and yeah. it's about it's about these characters in a way that a lot of bad follow up movies, looking at you, Pirates of the Caribbean four and five, um, don't really keep track of. Where yeah. where you know they they kind of lose the characters. It's like, oh well, we've got these characters. We're gonna use. We're just gonna sit on them because right. we don't really need to. If nothing else, I can say that these movies constantly challenge their characters and explore who they are. Yeah. Um, 
they definitely in in this movie at least it definitely got campy at times um i mean a little cartoony but it's still very much about who they are and trying to show them in new lights and and not not just sitting on oh hey we have a likable character let's just use this character right and audiences will rake in the money for us because it's this character uh there i can i'm beginning to, to realize why this franchise has like seven entries um it makes sense yeah no so so overall on that on that mark i i that's definitely my favorite thing is that it's still got that emotional you know yeah. thing uh I don't know what exactly my worst thing is. We could put a pin in that and then, you know. If you if you have a thing, go go ahead and go for it. We'll mix it up a little bit here. We will challenge our emotional cores. See, you say mix it up, I say disorganize it. <laughs> and this is why you'll never direct a Rocky movie. I don't think I'd ever direct anything. <laughs> That's too many spinning plates, man. I I drop everything. That that would all break. That would fair. That would not fair. that would not go well. So Directors in Hollywood that I have criticized in the past do a better job than I ever could. Sure. There you go. <laughs> so my best thing about Rocky Three is uh, Mickey's death scene. You're talking about Christopher Nolan, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to throw you off by by inserting that little response after you had begun. I don't. Your, your I don't need your just... crap. Uh, my my favorite scene is is or my favorite bit of the movie is is Mickey's death scene because Fair. going along with with your best thing how it still has the emotional pull that the first two has and mm-hmm. he hasn't lost that I think that's where I feel that the most sure and just Burgess Meredith he was my best thing about the last movie and yeah. his his acting is just superb and his his last line is very haunting where he just goes it, it hurts yeah yeah and then he dies <laughs> and then he dies. <laughs> And then Rocky just screams. Rocky just completely breaks down. It feels very real and mm-hmm. very human. <coughs> it doesn't feel like an ego thing. Like I, I, I feel like a like if you had a couple of people walk in that they, they don't they've never seen a Rocky movie f- before and they don't they're not really mm-hmm. invested. I could see them kind of laughing at that scene just yeah. because of, yeah, Sylvester Stallone's acting in that. Sure, but it's consistent. But but, but it feels like a real human. Yeah. And it's just I don't, which maybe because we know Rocky from the last I don't know movies. if there I don't know if there's a real good way you can have someone break down. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of similar to how we kept making fun of Tobey Maguire for his breakdowns in sure <laughs> in the Spider Man movies, but yeah, <laughs> but for for this I I think it really really works. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you see you see Adrian crying in the background. You even see Polly uh-huh. crying too, which. We've never seen him really have yeah. any other emotion than angry. I'm angry yeah. and drunk. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, which is interesting because that kind of pulls into my worst thing. Oh, which is segue. I think the fact that of these movies, this is the, of these three movies, this is the first one that feels like it doesn't know how to fill its runtime. Um, I agree, one hundred percent. The first movie is very tight. It knows exactly what it's doing. It it it. it gives scenes times to breathe time to breathe it establishes characters does character things with them you know kind of kind of builds through all of this uh the second movie i i mentioned how i didn't think it was going to fill the runtime effectively but then it there was always a focus for what was currently happening there was always some some goal for the characters in that time and so you know 
there's always something to, to be like, okay, so we know where this is going, and then it would switch gears and be like, okay, so now we know it's going here instead. And right. overall, I, like that, that made the movie go longer than quickly. And I'm not saying this movie dragged because it's an hour and 45 minutes, which is beautiful. It's just, it's just so nice to know that if you're not completely into a movie, you don't have to like put yourself through another hour of it. Yeah, it's, right. it's, it's on its, it's on its way out. Um, and this movie is also a lot better than a lot of movies that are a lot longer than this uh, that we have reviewed. I'll let you, I'll, I'll let you guess what that might be. The thing about this is that so at the beginning of the movie you, you kind of pointed this out that there's this whole little thing about Polly who is very distraught that because he's you know Rocky's getting all this attention and he's just kind of generally upset about all of this and the fact that he's kind of been lost in the limelight even in his in, in you know their hometown even even among their home their like regular crowds they're all like oh yeah go go give your best to, to Rocky and then he's like you never gave your best to me yeah Polly your friend and and so then he, he your neighborhood he, drunk yes eventually he gets drunk and he throws a flask through a rocky uh pinball machine which is pretty effective little 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 like scene there well just watching it it's very weird how he just walks into this this arcade <laughs> and he's You're not wrong and he's looking at a bunch of kids playing arcade games and he's just smiling to himself and then he looks over, and it's this yes. this long track. The music shot. is very like, <laughs> oh lord! And the music is like that weird moaning from two thousand one, a space odyssey. <laughs> John Carpenter has. But he looks over, and there's the the pinball game of Rocky, and right next to it's the Playboy <laughs> pinball. It's just it's a very bizarre scene, but it's very effective. And so you kind of think that that's establishing something that's going to go somewhere. Yeah. And then he eventually confronts Rocky, and well, Rocky. Um, bails him out yes because because he goes to jail after that and rocky bails him out and he confronts him and he, you know he, he's getting angry at him and he's like why didn't you give me a job and then he's like you got one you know you, you, why didn't you, you you never asked and then it's kind of like oh we're buddy buddy again and then polly yeah. is now and i guess that establishes that polly is now a part of his his crew like that man's his fights but that's a very and and it's it's furthering or, or, characters, or, or, or so is, I can only be so angry at it. But it just doesn't really do anything. Or is it just supposed to be like, okay, we've kind of fixed Polly, like he's he's now yeah. in a better place because we don't really want to make a whole movie about him. So yeah, here you I go. mean, I can I can see that too. And it's it's probably just generally like shown trying Cause to the show rest, more because the rest of the movies don't really deal with his alcoholism as like oh this is like a constant negative that keeps eating away at him interesting for the rest of his life Um, they they don't really it's not really it's a nice confrontation it just feels like it should that that sort of you know gets to the heart of his character it just feels like it should have been like the the climax of an arc that he had throughout this movie see it's weird it almost feels like in that case that you'd use that as a way to write that actor out of the movie like yeah oh he got arrested oh he's been sent to uh to rehab or something yeah. and he's he's gonna be gone for the next six months yeah. something like like it, it feels <laughs> that's what it feels it's like it's just right? an odd out of place thing yeah and the it's same... very good but it doesn't it doesn't need to be in this movie again like you could easily cut that from we, the movie we feel like we are rolling along with it's like okay so we're seeing the consequences of Rocky's you know rise to fame and we're seeing oh there's this this new wrestler and he's kind of you know uh, he's he's an uppercomer up and comer he's got the boxer? edge the words he, I'm talking about Hulk Hogan. He's got the no uh, Thunderlips. He's the got, ultimate male. <laughs> he, I think it's versus the ultimate, the ultimate meatball. <laughs> Isn't it the ultimate man? Who cares? 
the but yeah, so so you've got this up and coming boss, the ultimate human being. Yes, um, and he's he's you know driving and, and he's coming up from nothing and and he they're on a collision course and then there's just yeah there's this kind of distracting poly stuff for a little bit and then we've got the charity battle with Hulk Hogan that just goes on, which is just nuts. It's 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 entertaining as heck, but it's just so bizarre. <laughs> I don't know what at all I'm like. It, it's completely out of place. Yeah. And like Hulk Hogan's like throwing people into the crowd, and <laughs> like it, it feels like you're. What happens when when you you've get gotten so far in in a story and you've gotten so many like I, I would think of it as, as a show that's had like six seasons. Yeah. And it's way past like <laughs> where it should be, and it's like we need a wacky opening. We've got a wrestler. We'll have we'll yeah. have him fight. It'll be crazy. Yeah. yeah, and then Rocky ends up throwing him into the crowd. It's pretty funny. It's, it's great. I mean, I I love that it's a scene that exists in American cinema. But Adrian, not, catch me! Not sure about this movie being. It's just very very bizarre. Um, and I love that at the end they both like make up. And they're like, oh yeah, you know, let's get that Polaroid. And then yeah, <laughs> I don't know what I just watched. <laughs> that was just a very odd moment for me. Um, and then of course. From that point on, the movie kind of... I don't know. It becomes more focused. It does become more focused, but even then, it's still... Because the plot actually starts. It still feels like, okay, now they're going to have to kind of... We know where this is going, and we're going to have to kind of tread water for a little while. Yeah. Well, this is this is the problem you get into when you, you've reached the third... Sure. ...of, of a, of a sports-based thing, yeah. where it's just... How many beats are we just going to repeat from the yeah, previous yeah. movies? Well, like, and I'm thinking of in the last movie, you know, there's there's the moment when they decide, okay, there is going to be a rematch. Yeah. Um, but then, and so so that's that's the moment where I'm like, oh man, we've got to fill all this time with his training. Yeah. Uh, but then there's kind of the twist of, oh, we realize he he doesn't have the edge. Yeah. Um, because he doesn't, you know, Paulie doesn't really believe in him and doesn't really want him to do this. Yeah. And so you that mean Adrian. Polly, yeah, the words. Are you sure you're not the one who's drunk? <laughs> Shh, it's fine. Um, Is that a flask? <laughs> I don't know what. How did you get that in here? Throws it at Rocky arcade machine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how did that get in here? Yeah, no. I'm gonna break your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, it's been a long day. Uh, so, Adrian. Is is sick and she doesn't really believe in him and he's like, eh, and then and and then that the moment when she finally turns around she's like, you know yeah. what, I do want you to fight. Yeah, that's the moment that that you know turns him around. Yeah. This movie, we kind of, I guess, because we've already seen that play out when when he first starts training, and and it becomes revealed, it's like, oh, he doesn't have the edge. We're we're kind of like, oh, so that's where this is going. We've seen this before. Right. Um. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> there's, there's not a lot like going on there as far as new well, original storytelling. Well, and it's because, because of that, it just feels like it slows down a little bit, and, and we're we're like, okay, let's let's get there. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just interesting because this one is so much more about the fights. Yeah. Than the first couple, and that's just by virtue of there's just more fights in general. But there's there it's much because the first two have one fight each, right? Yes. And this well, one has three. Well, the the first one has the fight with Spider at the very beginning. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, 
but that's much more just saying here's what his life is like yeah uh but this one it's not really about giving us time to really see what rocky's life has become mm-hmm. it's more just okay here it is now he's got a train yeah uh which is fine but it's it's just less interesting yeah yeah um because we've seen it before because we've seen it before and it's it's fun to have apollo creed with us um yeah, he's he's had a wonderful arc. Yeah, coming around through these three movies. Yes, yeah, I agree. Um, I lo- I love that he he literally, I love the the line at the end where it's Rocky's like, "How long have you been been wanting to me to, to do this favor where we fight?" He's like, "About three years." <laughs> the idea is that he's he he specifically like just struck the struck this up with Rocky because he wants to he wants to finally find finally prove himself and whatever. Yeah, uh, or finally prove that that it wasn't a fluke. Now, now I will just say there is a wonderful callback to that in Creed. Okay, so that's something to look forward okay. to. I'm excited. I'm very excited for Creed. Um, as you should be. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's it, so it's it's there 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 are elements there that are interesting. Obviously, they they do change up yeah the formula by having um, Mickey die. I was about to say Polly. <laughs> Polly is everyone. Okay, it's fine. Rocky Junior died. Yes. Uh, no, so so yeah, um, they changed it up by having Mickey die, right. and so that you know adds a new layer. And because we've seen him, we've seen Rocky be upset about the health of some people, but never like to the extent where they've actually passed away, and then he's right. having to deal with that. And yeah, it, it's like you said, where they they do add enough factors to make this a complex breakdown, as opposed to just, it's just oh a, he lost the fight now you know yeah. it, it's a whole lot of things hitting him at once. Yes, and so. Again, the movie still has a lot more nuance than a lot of movies do yeah. in that sense where they do actually explore, you know, the way that, that people tend to kind of go through these these perfect storms in life where, yeah. you know, everything just feels like it's piling on. Um, and I appreciate that. For, for the most part, uh, I think it still handles Rocky's character very well. I Again, I don't think Stallone's performance is quite as subtle as it used to be. Um do we want to address the the potential steroids affecting this? Let me get into my my, okay. my worst thing. All right, and we're twenty minutes in. If we still haven't tackled that, it's fine. That's your fault. It's I fine. blame you. I'm blaming you. All right. <laughs> uh, my worst thing is the final fight. Really? In so much as I just think it's it's kind of it feels kind of like filler, where. It's rich after the first round. It's really not a challenge for Rocky, and I do like the the idea that like he's walking up to to Clubber Lang. He's like, "Come on, come on, hit me! Come on, champ! Come on, hit me in the face!" Mm-hmm. And the idea is that he's getting angry and he's trying to wear yeah. Clubber Lang out. But it just doesn't feel like a challenge to him. And at the end, like compare just the damage that his face receives <laughs> at the end of the first two Rocky movies to this yeah. one, and it's just like he's got a couple of cuts, but well. It to be fair, they have fixed one thing in so much as he's actually putting his hands up this time and he's trying to protect his face a bit more. I mean, sure. Which I do enjoy. But at the same time, this fe- this fight feels a lot more cartoony and over the top than the first two. <laughs> it feels like there's, there's like three times as many punches thrown around. Yeah, um... I would be... I, I'm curious if, if somebody's done like the statistics of how many... F- of punches are thrown in each of these fights to see well, to see if it's like yeah as the movies get bigger there are more punches thrown I don't know because 
I actually really like the final fight in this. Um, it's interesting because I think, uh, for one, I, it's the the punches are not all getting landed on Rocky now. It's a lot more on like Rocky comes out swinging and he immediately just like completely batters. Uh, I was about to say Creed. I cannot remember any names tonight. He Clubber Lang. Completely batters Clubber Lang. And um, so he's the one taking a lot of the hits, but they still make it to where the moment that Lang starts hitting him back, it's like... they they. I appreciate how much they emphasize just how strong he is. Yeah. Because in both fights, he just gets destroyed by every hit. Um, and they do a really good job of that. The I mean, I know when he starts putting his hands up and everything, it's, I, I really don't think it's that much... More over the top than the pre. Are you trying to look this up? No. Are you curious? You should try to because I'm curious about this now. Um, I really don't think it's that much more over the top than the previous two because just with how many hits to the face Rocky took in the previous two, I, I and I, I know it. I don't think it's really supposed to feel like a challenge at a certain point because we're supposed to get a feeling a lot earlier on than in the other two fights that oh Rocky's definitely going to win this one. Um, and I kind of appreciate that because it's it's finally it's no longer. Oh, this guy's, you know, he's he's just eking out wins and he's just taking stuff. I love the fact that we have finally seen Rocky trained to be a professional boxer and he's actually, you know, fighting like he's supposed to and not just taking hits to the face until the other guy gets tired. Right. Um And so the fact that we finally get to see him have this definitive powerful win where he just emotionally wrecks the other guy. I don't know, there's something I loved about that. I, I think that's a really powerful, you know, really interesting way to take it because it would have been it could have fallen again into the cliche of the other two where it's like oh we're gonna come down on the final minute and he's gonna oh who's gonna win I get nah, it's gonna be power you're not gonna know but oh look Rocky won get excited I like the fact that it's just oh man Rocky's destroying this dude it's pretty fun um very entertaining I don't know I enjoyed it a lot uh maybe not more than either of the other two Although I like I said I I do I did have some dramatic issues with the first one that in the context of that movie it made sense why it wasn't like perfectly, you know, lined up that way. But I think I enjoyed watching this more than I did enjoy watching the, the first fight overall. So, there's that. I would say it's a, it's better shot. I mean, definitely, yeah. And that's just each movie gets a bigger budget. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. I don't know, it's just the fight felt a lot less important this time around to me. Sure, and, and it, I think maybe that that's yeah because because Clever Lang I think is is I wouldn't say he's one of the more forgotten uh, antagonists from these movies. Yeah. I have no idea who the who the villain in Rocky Five is. Um, you could argue there's kind of not okay. It's, Interesting. It, it's. It's kind of wishy-washy, and that's yeah. part of the or, problem. Or Rocky Balboa, or Creed, I guess, but Creed's a newer movie. Both of those movies have forgettable bad guys. Okay. Or antagonists. Interesting. I, don't, I shouldn't say bad guys. Um, nah, nah. Um, but yeah, no, just of the, the set, I guess, of, of between, you know, I guess between Creed, Clubber Lang, and Ivan Drago, I feel like everyone, obviously everyone knows Creed because he's in throughout the entire all these movies and now right. he's gotten his own movie not his own movie but his a, a movie about his legacy yeah and I feel like people reference Ivan Drago not, but but not so much I mean obviously there's the joke in um, Ted about Clubber Lang yeah um, 
So the, and and of course it's Mr. T. So I'm, I don't know. I just feel like this is not as emotionally one of the more impactful villains because it's a lot more about Rocky, kind of going through a hard time in his life and overcoming it. Yeah. And and he's sort of the reflection of that. It's it's not as much about him as a character as much as it was like Creed, where with Creed, we're actually exploring the effects that these fights are having on him. Yeah. And and um, Mr. T's a lot more one note, and he's a lot more. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill Rocky, and then. You know, I think it would have, would have worked though if they had made him a bit more complex. I agree. I agree. Like, with... You're saying it's it's kind of a mirror of Rocky. If they had actually yes. made him seem a lot more, because really they only pay lip service to the fact that he trains by himself and yeah. he seems to come from like it's it's in the montages he's he's training for himself and he he a talks more, about how lo- he's a, a more lower class. He talks about how he's not like part of the system. Yeah. He's not rigged up, you know, and whatever. Well, like I said, that's that only really gets lip service because he's constantly talking like a supervillain. So yeah. I also I will say I do like the fact that he so he shoves Mickey over and that's what leads to the heart attack and eventually kill right. him. Um, but they never address that. That's how he got hurt. Yeah. That they, they it, that doesn't become like the sticking point of like oh Rocky finds out that he did that so now he has to get revenge for me like that's it's it's still they keep it about Rocky because of that yeah like we we know that like oh man this you know yeah it makes it more powerful for us to see this guy fall because we know that he got he was responsible for killing Mickey yeah um but Rocky doesn't know that and it's so it still stays about they kind of get to have the best of both worlds or Rocky still goes through his own emotional arc that has nothing to do with oh I need to train hard to get revenge it's, yeah. I need to train hard for myself like it always is which is very nice I also feel like it kind of once Rocky loses I feel like the second half is very quickly paced like I feel like yeah. the amount of time we actually spend with him training and kind of showing that he's he's not there and then Adrian talking to him and then you know the the montage again i feel like all of that happens very quickly and maybe too it's, quickly it's sort of like with this movie i i don't want to say it's lazy writing because that is an ex, ex, like a, a criticism that gets thrown at all sorts of stuff when a lot of the times i don't think it's true i think it's just writing that's hard yeah i mean it's not you, you don't want to i don't know that feels too personal however it does kind of seem like they didn't really want to go through writing another movie about that was that emotionally complex. And that's why we get kind of the filler stuff with Polly and Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And that's why it feels sort of, you know, railroaded where we're like, we know where this is going. Let's get it over with yeah. towards the end. Um, it, or you Remember how I was saying the last episode, like the second movie felt necessary. Like yes. it feels like it's a complete piece now. Yes. One and two. Yeah where it feels a lot more powerful having the two of them together than just having the first one by itself. Yeah. Or the second one by itself. Or, or the second one by itself, yeah. They need, they need each but, other. But the f- this one feels a lot more derivative. This one does feel super Not close. that it's bad. No. But it just feels unnecessary. We're, we're, we're comparing this to two really great movies, um, at least in our eyes, really great movies, so we're going to be necessarily bashing it more when it's when there's a drop off. I mean they, But it's still a very competent movie. I mean it's, it's the a same very series and they and, I mean it's the same series and they repeat the same elements over and over again. Sure, sure. Comparison um, is inevitable. But yeah, it doesn't so this movie feels like it, it 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 really does feel like filler. It's not necessarily 
I mean, it's not bad, and we we do learn more about the characters. It's, we explore it's like characters. a really good filler episode. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, it, it but just it's doesn't, still it just a doesn't feel episode. like it's like oh, this is where we were inevitably going in yeah. this franchise. It feels like, or and it doesn't feel like oh, this is where this movie or this character would have to go after the events of the last movie. It's right. like, yeah, I guess this is one way you can go with it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting, you know. He, he we get to see him in a down moment, but even then, it's like you're saying with. The down moments in this movie, um, where he's you know at his at his lowest and and he's trying to recover from Mickey dying and and from you know completely just losing his his edge after getting beat to you know a pulp by Clever Wang. Yeah, uh, it doesn't feel as powerful as when he's in the church praying for uh, for Adrian. Adrian. Yeah. Words. Yeah. It it doesn't really hit that same because again it doesn't give it time to breathe. Yeah. Which was a big strength of the first two movies. And again, it sort of squishes that together. It's not as long as those first two movies, and it uses filler to kind of yeah. stretch out the runtime. Um, yeah, it it does it does in a way feel like they just didn't really want to go through the, the motions again, or they were going through the motions and they they didn't want to try and put in the effort to they, make this. They a went through movie. the motions, and that's all they did. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because this movie could have. You could have taken out this the unnecessary stuff, and then added in about half an hour yeah. to make this a really complete, thorough um, character study again, right. like the last two. I, yeah, I, I think the biggest way to have done that would be one, add more meat to his training and mm-hmm. him not having the edge, and then Adrian having to snap him out of it. You add more meat to that, and then also you make. Clubber Lang an actual character. Yeah. And maybe do something with Polly too if you want to. And maybe do something if you want to stick with that opening. Yeah. Cuz I kind of think if you had just had the opening he fights Thunderlips. Yeah. And that's just kind of the state of like wow, we've come we're in a very different place than yeah. the end of the second one and it's it's very wacky and weird and then Rocky gets brought to, back down to the ground when yeah. Clubber Lang beats the life out of him. Yeah, I think that would have been an interesting way to go is if you have, like... And that's sort of what they do about, like, you know, having a yeah. montage of him, you know, winning but easy fights. It's one of those things where, like, the, the poly stuff, like, it's really good, but it's you don't need it. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious if they had any deleted scenes or if anything was on the cutting room yeah. floor at the end. Yeah. That, that, would be, that would be really You would think so. Yeah, because if they started just straight right off, like without even going to the montage, if they started right off with the Hulk Hogan thing, and that would have been a really fun, I think, reflection of like, oh, you kind of all expect us to get like this third. That that could have been a really cool way to do it if it's of like, oh yeah, you know, it's the third movie. You think it's going to be you know big and bombastic, and they're just going to go off the wall or go off the rails, and it's going to be you know over the top and you know silly and wacky, and then yeah, like they they kind of brought him back down to earth and then made it really gritty again and, and really yeah. put him through the ringer and, and put the audience through the ringer right. and then like oh nope this is still the exact same franchise and, and that was just you know a, a, the, the, the the point flying to the cro- too close to the sun he's yeah. he's you know he's gotten it's it's time for him to come back to his roots I think that would have been an interesting kind of setup you're saying he flew too close to the sun like, like General Zod did It's a Batman vs. Superman reference. Moving on. So what do you think of Eye of, <laughs> Eye of the Tiger as the theme song for this movie? 
I mean, it's great. I didn't realize that this it's, is where this came from. It's one of the greatest songs, but it's also one of the cheesiest songs. And it's also not used to huge effect in this movie. It's really just used in the opening montage, which I'll get to because I think that's a great opening. Yeah. And then the after or not the after credit scene. Ah, there's gonna be a sequel. Surprise, surprise. No, it's used in the credits. Right. Um. I mean, it's good. It's it's just. I didn't realize that that was created for this movie, and I didn't realize, we discovered this while watching it, that I Pity the Fool apparently comes from this as well. Like, he says it in this movie, and and when we watched it, we were like, oh, oh look, they made him say the thing. But that's actually where he first said it. And it's interesting. It, it, of course this would be the first place he says it, because it, it doesn't, like, zoom in on his face, and he goes, yeah. I Pity the Fool. Yeah. It, it's not like a... It's just part of what he's saying. It's uh -huh. not the thing he says. Because apparently everyone thinks that that came from the A-Team which he was cast in after this. Okay. But he says it in here. Yeah, yeah. so it's, that's fun. It's a culturally important movie. Um, I guess all these movies are to an extent. But... That next one is... <laughs> yeah, boy. Um, but yeah, like, like I, I, the Tiger isn't really used to the effect that Hearts on Fire is in the next movie. Or in the next movie, I feel like the, the ending with that is... is well, Hearts on Fire is really just the training montage and then the credits. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like it's more powerfully used there, even though it's not necessarily well, a better song. the funny thing is, Eye of the Tiger is used at the beginning of the next one, too. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. And then they had Survivor, the band that did Eye of the Tiger, they did another song for Rocky Four called Burning Heart, which is in the movie, but it's very brief. Hmm. I know too much about these movies. <laughs> I don't think you can ever know too much about the Rocky movies. That's fair. See, it would have been worse if I knew too much about the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Correct. It would have been much worse. Um. <laughs> yeah, so far. Which, considering that pamphlet I had from my, my At World's End DVD, maybe I do know too much about the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Maybe you have looked into the Pirates of the Caribbean, and the Pirates of the Caribbean has looked into you. Um... We, I'm sure we'll have some. We, we, we saw, Monkey. I'm sure we saw more stuff to say about this, but I think that's a good a good moment to mention real quick. I do so far. Just knowing what I remember about the fourth movie, and knowing that the last again, knowing the last two movies are as good as they are. Supposed is, to this, be. is this the best series that we? I watched? think this might be. This is about to be like seven movies that. I mean, I guess it depends on depending on how I feel about the fifth one. This might end up being like seven of the the most consistent movie this might be like outside of the MCU like one of the most impressively consistent franchises I, well I, I remember having to make the argument to, to some of my my co-workers mm -hmm. one day when when they were talking about oh well, like what are some of your favorite movie series that you, you really like and I'm like I, I think Rocky's one of the best ones yeah. and and they were su surprised by that and I was like well, well think about it even when they're not you know quote unquote good they're entertaining mm -hmm. like like with this movie and Somebody could probably make the argument that this is good. It's definitely not bad. Yeah. But I wouldn't say. It. I mean, yeah, yeah. You get what I'm saying. And well, you, and you had to make the same argument to me in order to actually watch and review all of these because yeah. I was like, oh, there's so many movies. When I'm just when, not sure when they're not actually really good movies, they're at least entertaining, which yeah. is very similar to the MCU. Sure. When they're not great, they're at least entertaining. Sure. There's always good things to point about them, and they're usually not terrible. Is the feeling right. I'm getting? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's really interesting. 
because even this, which could have gone completely off the rails, it doesn't. It still has moments. Just looking at these, in terms of consistency, the only one one that has been consistent is like Back to the Future, and that's just three movies. Sure. Sure. No. And two of them were made at the same time. At least in terms of how we're grading it, none of them are that Who consistent. Who directed Creed? No, Ryan Coogler. Right? Ryan okay, Coogler, yeah. um, Who is directing Black Panther. MCU yep. connection. <laughs> happens. It's all, it's all and, connected. And Sly's and Guardians 2. Yeah. Connections all around. <laughs> um, I don't make them, I just observe. Sure. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Um... Unless we want to say the Star I, Wars prequels didn't happen, then then Star Wars is pretty consistent. Sure. <laughs> uh, I am curious uh, how much of this is on because Sylvester Stallone he's he's involved in all of them up through. I mean, I know he's in Creed, but like, did he? Creed was not his idea. Ryan Coogler came to him and said, "I have an interesting idea for you," because mm-hmm. because. He didn't want to do another Rocky movie. Right. I, I believe they had they had an interview with him after Rocky Balboa, and they're like, "Are you going to do another one?" He's like, "What would he be battling? Arthritis?" <laughs> That's good. Um, but I'm saying he. So did he direct all of them up through that? He didn't direct five. They brought back the director from the first one. And then he directed Rocky Balboa. Yes. But he direct and he directed everything else aside from one and five. Yes. Right. So, yeah, that's. I, I think there is something to be said and it's interesting that 5 is the one that everyone doesn't like because I think there's something to be said for the consistency there and just the fact that having one guy you know overseeing everything does usually I mean I know George Lucas and Star Wars is such a mess but you can almost argue that again that was a lot Those are, or the original trilogy was successful a lot in large part because of everyone else involved yeah Whereas I think this one is very much Sylvester Stallone's, you know, baby, this franchise is. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was his idea from the beginning, so. Yeah. And I mean, he had to be, it, Ryan Coogler obviously had to, to get Creed approved by him. Right. And so, I, I really am, my opinion of Sylvester Stallone is rising heavily throughout, uh, for with, with pretty much every movie we watch in these. Um, yeah. Even though you're not too high on his performance in this one. Sure. Sure. I mean, he still directed it, so... Do we want to talk about the steroids? You brought that up briefly earlier. Yeah, I I think it's interesting to to, to touch on, at least. Because he... Just physically speaking, he doesn't look the same as he did in the first two. And there's a throwaway line about how he got his face fixed up. Which is could also be used to kind of get rid of the oh he couldn't see out of his his eye he was yeah. having that whole problem in the last movie yeah. so that's why he decided to not fight South. So I think that's the idea, but I'm curious is that supposed to be oh yeah you've actually been on steroids and it's you look changed you look kind of different your your facial structure. It, it's kind of like how in Empire Strikes Back, Mark Hamill had a motorcycle accident so he had reconstructed mm-hmm. surgery on his face so that. So they have the Wampa scratch up his face at the beginning yeah. of the movie yeah. to sort of write that away. Yeah. Interesting. It really is. Um, he is shredded in this. He is so cut. Yes, he is. It's kind of terrifying. And it still wouldn't be to the point... Because, like, uh, Mr. T looks bigger than him. Creed looks bigger than him, I would say. Yeah. Um, so it wouldn't be necessarily to the point where I would assume steroids if it wasn't for the fact that his face does look, like, more gaunt and, and like... It seems like his, his the structure has changed. <laughs> it's a little odd. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, I don't think it necessarily. It's not illegal 
I mean, if you're just a bodybuilder, sure. As long as you're not like using it to cheat in competitions, <laughs> that's that's on you, I guess. Uh, it, it's yeah. kind of no, no. We're not judging him for using the steroids. It's just it's it's interesting. Yeah, to... and it's interesting how they address it. Yeah. Um, does it? Yeah, he looks bigger than the next one, right? Doesn't he like? <laughs> big dude <laughs> the only reason he doesn't look big is because he's standing next to Dolph Lundgren sure <laughs> how do they keep finding these people that are so much bigger than Sylvester Stallone I don't understand that seems to be the main goal of this franchise whenever they're casting someone like a new boxer or wrestler they're like we need to find someone who somehow managed I'm amazed that Arnold Schwarzenegger never found his way in here I really am I believe through most of the 80s they had kind of a competitive feud interesting that makes sense. Like, I think there's a story where, like, Arnold would send out, like, he, he would tell people, oh, I'm thinking about taking on the script, but it was he would kind of, like, trick Stallone into taking on certain projects. <laughs> I could be wrong about this, that's but that's, that's what I've heard. Like, they, they would try and mess with each other, because they were both competing to be, like, the 80s action star, yeah. sort yeah. of. Yeah. I need to look into this, because Arnold Schwarzenegger is such a great dude. And I'm really, I'm really curious if maybe how... not personally. What do you mean, Schwarzenegger? Yeah, he's got he's got baggage with with relationships and stuff. Oh, does he? Yeah. Well, I I just know, I know what I know of him. At least recently, he's like, he has a pretty big like social media presence, and he's very like genuine and thoughtful and like connects with people and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. That's a different topic. We'll we'll discuss that off the air. <laughs> people have flaws. Sure. Um. So you shoot him right between the eyes. <laughs> you have a problem. But yeah, I don't... Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Point done. <laughs> I think The problem is that this movie is an hour and 45 minutes. And therefore, there is only so much we can... And it's, a th it's the third movie in a franchise. So there's only so much we can... See, you say that, but X-Men 3 was also an hour and 45 minutes. And was the third movie in a franchise. That is a very different movie. Uh, yeah, I know, but it fulfills your requirements. How many movies... It fulfills your requirements, How many movies sir? actually are just the movie, like the franchise name, three? How many of those actually exist out there? Because there's this, Back to the Future 3. We haven't well, done Home Alone. Well, three. True, true. Sure, we'll throw that out. Is it's Die Hard 3? No. Okay. It's Die Hard with a Vengeance. Right, yes. Because by because, the third movie, they always God, feel those like... Die Hard movies have the worst titles. <laughs> I kind of want to do that franchise, but those movies have the worst. The second one is called Die Hard 2 Die Harder. <laughs> I am not kidding. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing. is by, by the With sequels, they always feel the need to mix it up. And so it's like... Spider-Man 3. Iron, Spider -Man, Iron okay. Man 3. Okay. Um... Alien 3, but then they did the stupid to the third with the title, so I don't know if you want to count that. X-Men 3 is just called X-Men The Last Stand. It's not even right. X-Men 3. Yeah, okay, so that's not... Yeah. The, um, I'm just looking through the ones we got. Uh, Jurassic Park 3. Okay. okay. Uh, Terminator 3, but then it's got Rise of the Machines, so... But Jurassic Park 3 also went through Jurassic Park The Lost World. So you mean like, The Lost World Jurassic Park? Shh! Fine! People need to learn how to properly name titles for movies. But Terminator 3 is also Terminator 3. Well, right. I guess they all have subtitles. To, 
Or that no, two, no. And, two and three have subtitles, right? Yes. Yeah. So. Um, Can yeah. we just agree that Terminator Genesis is the worst title ever? Yes. Maybe. Well, not Think worse than Die Hard 2, Die Harder. Um, Point withdrawn. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just interesting how studios feel like they can't just... Because I, I definitely can't imagine... Can't think of many movies that are just the franchise four, yeah, like or five. Like that's gonna be really stark when we get to those. I'm, I'm, I need to, I might need to do some research on this in the, the, the meantime because now I'm most curious. of the time it's horror movie franchises yeah. that do that. Yeah, but a lot of other franchises they tend to just do like, here's the franchise, which Caption. makes me wonder how much of that affects the way people view this. Like this is a weird. thing thing that should just be nitpick but I wonder if it does affect the way people view it because it's not like oh you know there's that big shining first one and the other was they just kind of get filtered out and, yeah. you know they oh it's that one you know what like they don't it's not as as obvious just how much the franchise was quote unquote milked um it's not Rocky 2 redemption Rocky yes. 3 the redemptioning Rocky yeah, 4 it, which I think makes it a lot easier. America F yeah <laughs> sure which I think makes it a lot when you do stuff like that it makes it Rocky 5 here we go again <laughs> well even but even like using the numbers I think makes it a lot easier to remember just how many movies are in that franchise Rocky 6 to... are we done yet <laughs> <laughs> because other franchises Creed they... wait there's another one <laughs> dang it the other <laughs> franchises like to break away because and I think it is partially because they're like we may we aren't sure if we want this associated with our franchise as much we want to kind of well. It's just weird shove because, it to because the, side. the way I think about it is, if you've got a subtitle instead of the number, it feels like it's a straight to DVD movie. Like that's that's how I think. Which about is it. not necessarily a thing. Like, well, there's a lot well of it's not a thing anymore. Just look at the <coughs> MCU. Yeah, sure. Um, like, like the the only semi franchises within those that do numbers are Guardians and Iron Man. Yeah. The rest of them do the subtitles. Yeah. True. Um. Yeah, and so that's it's sort of it's just an interesting thing. I know, I mean, it's just the title, so it shouldn't be this big of a deal. But I think it is to some extent. I think it does reflect on how people view the movies twenty years down the line. To save the world, I've got to be Superman Four: The Quest for Peace. Superman Two, there you go, or Superman Three, excuse me. Oh, uh, okay. Interesting. That's. I mean, and I don't think it's something. Yes, that... I just made a Family Guy reference. Get over it. I don't think. It's something that you, that would happen in today's studio environment. I, I don't think they would like just label the movies like that. It's it's just fa it's it's fascinating how wholesome this franchise is in general. Where it's just like got this movie. It's about a boxer. He's gonna do some boxing, and you know there's gonna be some stuff, and it's, it's gonna and it's it's gonna be the, the first one. We're gonna call it Rocky, and it's like, well, what do we call that? Two, three, four, five. See, We're gonna mix it up for the sixth see, one. We're gonna call it Rocky. Balboa. See, you should do like a little intro episode before we start the, the franchise where you describe it exactly like that. <laughs> describe how people, how this franchise developed. Yeah. Um, Lord. Yeah, it's... See, you got your Batman, then you've got your Batman Returns, but he's not actually returning in the plot, it's just so the audience knows, oh hey, there's another one. This is Batman <laughs> returning to your eyes. <laughs> third one's Batman Forever. It, it's It's... Buzzwords, man. The, the, the kids love it. Except at least that feeds into the ideas of that movie. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then Batman and Robin. Fourth one's Batman and Robin. I mean, wait, wait. I thought Robin was in the last one. Wait, Batgirl's in this. One. That doesn't work. <laughs> Look, the kids did not like Batman and Robin and Batgirl. It's just too much to say. They aren't a fan. Focus groups. I'm just imagining like, poten- like the worst, most cynical like sequel I have in my head is a sequel to Suicide Squad, just randomly. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like. It's gonna be called Suicide Squad uh, Reckoning. Like it's that's that's the title. I think they're they're just self aware enough about that franchise being comedic to to not give it something quite that serious. I don't know about that. <laughs> I wouldn't put it. No, I, I don't know. I'd be curious. But yeah, it's it's just you don't see that kind of thing these days, and it. I, I keep Suicide on Squad Two, Suicide Squad harder. Well, but that's the thing is that every time people are joking about a sequel to a movie, in in on like just in general on the internet, you always see people listing out all these silly you know yeah. sequel idea or sequel name ideas, and it's like so. I keep harping on this, but it's just fascinating to me because I think it really does speak to the heart of the movies. Yeah, that's just like nope, it's a series. We're gonna number it's, them it's, it's, like it's a series. It's, it's a cinematic saga. Yeah, just one, two, three. It's a like, continuing story, so it's gonna be. Well, this plus, is the sequel. Plus, automatically having a number on there makes you feel like you should have seen all the other ones yeah. beforehand. Yeah, it feels like it's part of a whole. Exactly. It does. It doesn't feel like this could ambiguously be a reboot or a retcon yeah. or some other thing, or maybe it switched studios or yeah. It's just Alien Covenant were a sequel to Prometheus. Which is a prequel to something. Probably Blade Runner, I don't know. Blade Runner 2049. It's later. That's a good movie. I mean, that's fine, but still, it's like... You can't... Why can't you just name... Why can't you just call it... We really dodged a bullet by Ridley Scott not directing that. (laughs) I'm glad he he kind of nosedived Alien. There are so many just random, like... uh, current cinematic things. I feel like we just need to do a podcast to get it all out of our system of just stuff that we that that has happened recently as far as franchises go that don't ne- we aren't necessarily going to review. Right. Um. But yeah. All right. you, uh, let me let me talk briefly about the opening, uh, the montage to the beginning with Eye of the Tiger. All right. Okay. Just because. Get back to the movie, please. I think it's. It, <laughs> Because we we don't we've never really gotten an opening montage mm-hmm. to these movies before that kind of gets us up to speed. Yeah. Because the the second one ends right where the first one ended. Sure. Or it it begins where the first one yes. ended. Overlaps. I, I talk, <laughs> but I really like how for the most part it's very nonverbal. It's all through the <laughs> visuals, and then of course it does help that Eye of the Tiger the lyrics very much center around what the movie's about. Mm-hmm. So like I I think that all gels yeah. very well. It's a nice sequence. I love when Mr. T beats the one guy and you see Mickey in the crowd and he looks right at Mickey and he's like, you tell Balboa I'm coming for him. I'm gonna kill him. You tell him I said that. <laughs> oh, T- dear God. Mr. T's performance and this is so just... Because he delivers every line the exact same way and it's terrifying. Um, there, there's no nuance to that no, performance. No. And like I said, I can't tell if it's the best performance or the worst performance. <laughs> I think it's necessarily the best performance, but I don't think it's the worst Are either. you sure? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Are we about ready for a great... I, th- I think we have, we have gotten there. 
considering the last 15 minutes was not about Rocky 3. Sure. What's your grade? I think I'm feeling C+. Okay. I think that's that's about as fair. Which might even be a little low. Um, it is just that this feels a little stale. Yeah. There's, there's some weird tonal stuff. I would cons- I just I don't know if I can legitimize this with a B range grade. Yeah. No, no, and that that's funny because I was thinking C plus, and then I was I was wondering like, is he gonna give it some like a B? Am I gonna feel bad about? <laughs> no, no, C plus. No, I think it's it is a big drop off. It's so, not a bad movie. Um, all of our grades so far have been the exact same for Rocky movies. So <laughs> they are what they are. One, two, three, four, and five. <laughs> it's it's. <sighs> I feel good about this. Yeah. I feel good about this franchise. But, but that's the thing. For like, the first I, I, time I feel like a lot of people would would hear us say C+, <laughs> plus and they're like, oh, they must have not really liked it at all. We still really liked it. It's still very entertaining. It's just... There's not as much there. Yeah. I think, generally, I group movies... I'm, I'm realizing that I group movies in A range is like, I love this, it's excellent. B range is like, it's good, and it's a legitimate movie. Yeah. And C is like... Give or take. I can't... C is kind of where it filters when I can't quite objectively grade this or there's a lot of problems with it. Um, But it's... I enjoy it at least. And then D is just like, I don't care about this movie, but it's not a complete failure. Yeah. Um, I would say... I I would say I'm... Similar, but... Very similar. Yeah. What was the last franchise that... So, assuming... Am I going to look back through the score sheet again? Yes. We have to end every podcast by doing this. we got to have a segment with, like, a theme song and everything. <laughs> right? It's the eye of the tiger. It's the fight. <laughs> Continue. Um, because I'm, I'm curious if this... But we replace all the drum beats with me just, like... <laughs> just, like, messing with the paper. Lord. We do a, we do a visual montage on an audio podcast. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's what we've been doing this whole time. <laughs> what... So, Back to the Future, and we didn't fail any of those movies, correct? No. What was the lowest grade either of us gave to those movies? I gave two a B. That's the lowest grade. Really? Okay. Because, yeah. Which what... means I hate part two. That's what I'm trying to correct. say. Outside of that, what is the only... Are there any other franchises where we have... Because I feel like... Transformers is eliminated. Yeah. I kind of I kind of just started before letting you finish that. Where, you, I think you know where I'm going with this. Which, which franchises we haven't... Where, where there's been no movies that we failed. Yeah. Transformers Or even failed. like D's. Spider-Man failed. Uh, well, you gave Quantum a D plus. Other than that... <laughs> Should James, have failed it. James Bond <laughs> gets by. Uh, X-Men failed. James Bond gets by, but it's also... It ends on a kind of a sour note. You gave Spectre a C plus, the same grade as Rocky Three. Yeah, I'd be kind of disappointed if we ended on this. But... <laughs> at least I liked the villain in this one. Yeah, he's a cartoon character, but at least I. <laughs> at least they didn't try. They tied it back to the other movies, but it made sense. Yeah. Could you imagine if they had it? Or <laughs> it's Christoph Waltz. <laughs> that or Mr. T is like. Yeah, I was your adopted brother, Rocky. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming for you because of that reason. I've been training my whole life for this. You got dancing in a hurricane! <laughs> <laughs>
That's wonderful. No, Miss Brown, I expect you to die. Come for you. Kill you. And then Alien and Predator fails just because of Requiem. We're never talking about sure. that again. Batman, of course, we're not going to sure. dwell on that. Uh, Matrix, the uh, Jurassic Park failed. Uh, Terminator failed. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars failed. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean got D's and never quite Woo! got to fail. Woo! <laughs> yeah, you gave that fifth one a D minus. That's that's the lowest that one's gotten. So it's pretty much fail. <sighs> this might be the yeah. This this especially speaking just the averages. This is probably the best franchise we will do. And the averages and the number of movies that that is incredible. Yeah. Um, I think, again, I have not actually seen Balboa or Creed, but I feel like when I get at the other side of this, I may there may be four movies that I legitimately think are great. Well, the best part is watching Rocky Balboa. You could almost not. You could just watch the first two and then watch Rocky Balboa, hmm. and it's really not okay. Which is the thing we we should probably address. Or it's a thing that I thought we were going to need to address about how they kind of ignore the fact that he's, you know, he didn't even want to have that rematch. He's just, you know, he's he's at at the end of the last movie, he was really beat up and, and you know, on his last leg. And then this movie's kind of like, oh, no, no, he's a fighter. But they do actually address that in the terms of, like, he's he's had the fights kind of pushed in his favor where they're, they're choosing their his opponents Mickey's very selectively. Carrying him. And, like... The, you know, Ro he, Rocky says he, you've been carrying me. He's like, no, I've been protecting you. Yeah, and and yeah, it's it's. We're done with the grades, and we're still talking about the movie. We do this all the time. That ain't how this works. They actually they actually handle it well, which is nice. Um, I want a Thunderlips spinoff, but like a very serious, like Oscar uh, yeah. nominated. You know, yeah. His family Who would it start? His, his family gets killed before his eyes. He turns into the Punisher. He turns into the Punisher. That's not where I was going with that, but you know. John Wick Chapter 3, Thunderlips. <laughs> I'm just imagining Hulk Hogan standing next to Keanu Reeves going, The ultimate male and the ultimate meatball. And Keanu Reeves just looks at him like... Talk he grabs about. Keanu Reeves' like hand to like give him like a like a handshake and ends up like slinging him across the room. It's just like, oh boy! But yeah, no, it was a good time. I'm happy to be here. Not the best time, but it was a great. It was a. It wasn't great. It was a good time. <laughs> All right. Next week, we're. This is one of my most anticipated movies to do for this podcast. I'm very excited. Ever. I've seen this movie like three times, and I love it every time. I've seen this movie many more times. We are than doing the inimitable, the uh, the unconquerable, ever, the, the everlasting, the, the everlasting, the forever Rocky Four. I'm very excited. Rocky IV, <laughs> the master of disaster, the king of Sting, Rocky IV. <laughs> I'm excited. Should be a good one. All right. I must break you. You can find us. On <laughs> you can find us. <laughs> See, Drago's. That's that's one one character where I'm like, I can.
can totally do that impression. I'm totally on board with this. <laughs> um, if he dies, he dies. <laughs> you can find us online at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com or you can go to uh, email at herecomethesequels at gmail.com or you can find us on the Twitters at HCTsequels or you can find us on iTunes and just search search Here Come the Sequels and we're also on the uh, the YouTube if you search search the same thing there yep uh, I've, yeah it's just it's not actual like real videos it's, with us yeah. w with our with our nice pretty faces it's literally just wallpapers from the movies and I've I've got a nice logo on there and then keep, it's keep just tabs because we'll do a face reveal on episode 500 it's gonna be great when we're reviewing, uh... I don't think there's that many movies we want to talk about. <laughs> we'll be reviewing Air Bud 7. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I see my life flash before my eyes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, get, try and, feel free to get in touch with us. We'd, we'd love to hear your comments. We'd love to get, get some reviews on, on the iTunes. Um, yeah, if you're really enjoying our content, feel free to give us a review on iTunes helps us out and yeah more like five star lang I bust pretty cute <laughs> stay rogue everybody sorry about that <laughs>